trigger warning. This episode of Below the Forest Floor may contain themes of violence and all stories being told from points of views of family members that I have interviewed are true and may not be suitable for younger audiences. Please proceed with caution. Welcome to Below the Forest Floor's mid-season premiere. My name is Nancy and today we are going to be talking about haunted dolls and toys. I don't personally have any experiences with haunted dolls and toys, but I have a lot of family members that do, which is quite interesting. Personally, I attribute my non-experience with it to some uh, precautions <laughs> that I used to take as a child, but we'll get into that later. Let's start at the beginning. How old are dolls? Well, there have been dolls found in Egyptian tombs that date back to 200 BC. Another example of an ancient doll, according to the Smithsonian Magazine, includes one as old as 4,000 years old made of stone on the Mediterranean island of Pantelleria. Dolls have been a part of human history for so long, it's no surprise that some people just have to fear them. But why do we fear dolls, even when we have no rational reason to? I know for myself at least, it's due to watching child's play at the age of five, but we'll get into my story later. One reason people fear dolls can be that it's all purely psychological. A quote from a Smithsonian Magazine article states, They look human, but we know they're not. Our brains are designed to read faces for important information about intentions, emotions, and potential threats. That's why we are creeped out by dolls in general. They make us feel uncertain. But some people are quite certain with their intentions towards using dolls for reasons other than playtime. Doll magic has been around for a really long time, and puppets are some of the earliest recorded dolls used for witchcraft. The earliest talks of puppets, according to the online etymology website, was the 1300s. What exactly is a puppet used for? Well, all sorts of things. Depending on the practitioner, the main use, though, is to make one based off of a person and having the doll filled with the hair and nail clippings to magically link to the person that it's based off of because it would contain the essence of them, according to occultworld.com. And people have even used worry dolls for children who have very bad anxiety. There are these little dolls that you whisper your fears to and put in a bag that technically is what cleanses them and then you take them out the next day to use them again. Some people even actively seek out dolls to purchase for their own collections. If you go to eBay and just type in haunted dolls, you'll see hundreds of listings for these dolls. And one in particular caught my eye. Her name is Josie. The listing title reads, Active Haunted Spirit Doll Evil Vessel Demonic Paranormal Wicked Josie. She starts at $30 and there's one bid right now for her. She's a fairly tall, fair-skinned, porcelain-like doll. She wears a pink and white Victorian-inspired frilly dress with matching headband. Her chestnut brown shoulder-length hair is styled into tight ringlets and frame her oval-shaped face. Her eyes are a bit unsettling, if I'm being quite honest. They don't completely face straight forward. They kind of seem to veer off away from each other. She was listed by user JamCF484. They have five sales and 100% positive feedback. 
and they only sell haunted dolls. The description at the bottom of the for sale page reads as follows. I really thought about not posting this one, but someone with experience may want to investigate this doll. My friend is a psychic medium and she came over to look at this doll I've had for a while. I was having bad dreams of the devil and weird crazy stuff. She immediately told me to get rid of it. She said her name is Josie. She was into rituals and black magic. She was not a good person in life. She cast many spells on people throughout the years. Warned me that nothing good will come from her. This doll is very active and the feeling I get when near her is not good at all. My cat hisses at it and growls. I have felt at night being smothered and not being able to wake up severe headaches, pressure at times, dizziness. I'm going to do what my friend says. She's going. You are bidding at your own risk. No returns at all, for I never want her back. What happens with her is not on me. Serious paying buyers only will not cancel. Free shipping. She will come box safe with salts. Do not bid if you don't have experience with the demonic, for this is not a toy or a game. Some people may take that warning as something to kind of intrigue people and make them actually want the doll more. But the fact that he asks people to not bid at all on an item he's trying to purposely sell for money unless they have experience and is warning that this is not a toy or a game is really unsettling. Now let's get into the personal experiences my family has had. We're going to start with my husband. When I was a kid, I used to go to my cousin's house to play video games a lot, and he lived down the street. He had a Furby, and it was cool. It would make noises while we played, but it got to be annoying even when we put it to sleep mode by laying it down. So we just removed the battery so it would just stop talking. A few hours passed, and we had something to eat, started playing video games again, and a few more hours passed after that. Then out of nowhere, the Furby just made this loud, ah, sound when it woke up. It freaked us out so bad that he got rid of it soon after. I've personally never really liked the thought of Furbies. I've never had a real one, but I've heard a lot of stories. And for me personally, even the little McDonald's ones that you would get with your Happy Meal were a little too creepy for my taste. Now, before we get into some really scary stuff that my family members have mentioned to me, let's talk about something silly I used to do when I was a kid due to my fear of dolls. My fear started when I was about five or six years old. My dad was watching Child's Play in his bedroom, but his bedroom was also our living room, so I had to go through his living room to get anywhere in the house. And I was like, oh, what are you watching, Dad? And he was like, a funny movie about a toy. Do you want to watch? And I said, sure, that sounds great. There's a kid on the screen. This looks fun. And I'm watching and it pans to a man. And he's talking and I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen. Well, the doll jumps on his back and starts stabbing him. And I start screaming and crying. And my dad starts laughing at me. And so from then on, <laughs> I had a fear of dolls. My fear of dolls got so bad that I would 
take any doll that my parents would try to give me, which by the way, I did mention to them, please don't get me dolls. I am very afraid of them. Please do not do this. They still got me dolls. Honestly, to be fair, we used to shop at the thrift store for our toys, so it was, you know, what we could afford. But I would take the dolls, they were usually Barbies, and I would pop their heads off, <laughs> and then I would take a marker, and I would draw into their eyes so that they had their eyes completely blacked out, and I would cut their hair, and I would take their limbs and pop all their arms and legs off, and I would hide all the pieces in very far away places, because in my head, that meant they could not get to them to put themselves back together. And I was just protecting myself. Because after I saw what that doll did to that person, I didn't want to be next. <laughs> Luckily, I never had any experiences with haunted dolls. Haunted other things, sure. But not dolls. And I'm so thankful for that. Some of my family members, though, weren't so lucky. A very close family member of mine told me this story of hers. I was living down in Mexico at the time, and my kids were little, so this was a long time ago. The girls wanted a doll, and the boy wanted a ball, so I bought it for them, so they could play and have fun. Later that night, we were getting ready for bed. We had a certain time we'd all go to sleep at, since, at the time, we only had one room. Well, I started getting this really funny feeling, and I looked over at the doll and said to the kids, you know what, let's put the doll up on a shelf against the wall facing all of us. And I took the ball and put it on the patio. The kids, my husband and I, all went to sleep. And sometime throughout the night, I heard quick shuffling sounds. So I turned around looking everywhere. Because at first I thought it was a scorpion. The sound was so light and quick that that's what it sounded like. I turned back around and heard the noise again. The floor was concrete, so you could hear things easily. I turned quickly and realized the doll was gone from where he had had her. The shuffling sound sounded like plastic being shuffled along concrete, and I realized that that was her. I ended up finding the doll in a different corner, so I picked her up and put her back again, where she originally was placed. I went back to bed, and in the morning, the kids started playing with her. I started getting that weird feeling again, and when I would stare at the doll and walk by, her eyes would begin to follow me. It happened so much that I said, you know what? This doll is no good. I'm going to put her in the second floor where no one goes. So I threw her up there, and I told the kids I was putting the ball up there too. The next night, we were asleep, and we heard the shuffling again. But this time, it was followed by the sound of a ball bouncing. Chick, 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 chick. I was like, what's that? So I went to go look, and the doll was on the other side of where she originally was placed, and she had the ball next to her. She was also now in a sitting up position, even though I had thrown her so that she was laying on her side. So I told the kids, this is a scary doll. We are not gonna play with it anymore. We needed to get rid of it, so I grabbed the doll, threw it in the garbage can outside, because they were going to pick up the trash that day anyway. So a day passed, and we were all asleep, when we heard the shuffling again. My hair stood on end, and when I turned toward the place I had set her down the first night she was here, 
There she was. So I asked the kids, you saw we threw it away, right? And they all started saying, yeah, yeah. And everyone was scared, so I tried throwing it out again. And there she was again. I woke up once more to the sound of shuffling feet. I prayed to God and told him I was going to do what I felt was right in my mind to truly get rid of her. I wrapped her in a plastic bag and made sure that it was wrapped tightly around her head. And I prayed so hard. I ended up throwing her in a river. The river took her away and she never came back. As horrifying as that experience sounds, this would not be the last time that this family member would experience something along those lines. This is her other story. I love garage sales. So one day I went garage sale hopping and I was just buying whatever gave me a good feeling. As long as it was under $5 though. It has to be really good for me to say I'll take it for $7. But anyway, I saw this little lawn gnome and I thought to myself, ooh, I'm gonna buy it. It kept giving me this vibe like it was begging me to buy it. Buy me. Buy me. So I thought, sure, why not? And I bought it. I swear, it was pulling me to it like a magnet. I decided to bring it inside with me. And after a while, I noticed it was looking at me kind of funny. That's when I realized, oh my god. And I said out loud, you're one of them. When I said that, a weird feeling washed over me and my arm hair stood immediately. I said, I don't need you. I knew what I had to do. They say that you can't just throw something like this away because it'll come back. So the only way to get rid of it is gifting it to someone else. Giving it to a new owner. So naturally I gave it to my daughter. So after I gave her the gnome, she kept it for a while until it started giving her funny feelings too. And one day she tells me, Mom, I'm scared of that thing. So I tell her what happened to me and she screams, Well, why did you give it to me? I told her I didn't think it through. All I knew was that I needed to give it to someone else and so she gave it to her. She ended up giving it away and we never saw it again. Although this story does have a much more light-hearted ending than the other one did, it's still really creepy, especially for my family, because this isn't their first experience with gnomes. But we'll get into that in another episode. Next, we're going to move on to my own mom and the experiences she had with haunted dolls. Her first story goes like this. His name was Woody. There were commercials of him on TV all the time. He had little freckles on his face and he was a little cowboy puppet. He had his own spot on the wall where we hung him from his strings above our couch. Woody belonged to my cousin and he was so loved by him. One night, a sister of mine got in a fight with my cousin on the couch. She started hitting and hitting him. I was standing facing them, screaming for her to get off of him when I noticed the doll's head begin to turn. I told myself, it's probably just because they're fighting and they're moving the couch around, the couch is hitting the wall. But to my horror, the puppet began to talk. Stop hitting him. Stop hitting him. She stopped hitting him and we all started running and screaming. We went to go tell our grandma and she said, See, that's what you get for fighting. I told you not to go around fighting. Nobody wanted to get the puppet to put it outside. 
so they convinced me to do it. So there I go, putting him in a bag and throwing him out for trash pickup the next morning. And to our surprise, he was back on the hook, the same place he was the night before. I tried throwing him out again, but this time we made sure that we watched as he was being taken away, and we never saw him again. My second experience was with a baby doll. It had a cloth body with a porcelain head and limbs, and she belonged to another cousin of mine. The doll was one of those that the eyes would open and close, but that was pretty much it. Well, one night, when my cousin was asleep with the doll in her bed, the doll started screaming, You're squashing me! You're squashing me! My cousin woke up in a panic and threw her on the floor. The next day, she told us what happened, and of course, we didn't believe her. But we checked the doll anyway to see if maybe it had a voice box. It didn't. So we left it in the closet, and later that night when we were all going to go to bed again, the doll was laid out on her pillow. So there I go again, being the one to take it to the trash. And the next day, she was in the living room. Which, obviously, sent us all in a panic. So from there, we decided to hop in the car and drive really far away and put her in someone else's trash can to hope that maybe she wouldn't find her way home this time. Luckily, she never came back. These dolls have been cast aside for obvious reasons, but one place they will always be welcome is below the forest floor. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to give us a five-star review and join us next week when we talk about mermaids.